from the Mercy One Studio. John Leonetti in the Morning is underwritten by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, Bell Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International. Well, welcome in, everyone. John Leonetti in the morning here at Iowa Catholic Radio, 11.50 a.m., 88.5 FM and 94.5 FM. Streaming online at iowacatholicradio.com and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Thank you so much for joining me today. June 23rd, it is a Tuesday. Going to be a beautiful one at that. Adam Story, Director of Marriage and Family Life for the Diocese of Des Moines, coming up here soon. Going to talk about the Sacred Heart of Jesus, the Most Immaculate Heart of Mary, and... Why now? Why this month is a time for us to be able to set or reset a devotion to them in our homes. So we'll have that coming up with Adam's story. Jean Wells, host of Straight Talk, going to preview her 10 o'clock show this morning. And at 7.45, Haley Stewart's going to be back on the show. She wrote an article called Christ's Fire and the Revolution of the Heart. Yes, indeed, it is on the Sacred Heart of Jesus. So we're going to talk about that and her conversion story uh, with it. So I, I, I really enjoyed this piece. I think if I give too much, if I talk about the piece i'm going to give too much of it away so i don't want to do that as much but i i uh, do think that she's a a perfect guest for for this especially with her conversion and uh, her husband's a whiskey maker by the way so i'm gonna to have to talk to him about that uh mark amadeo with your news and sports why they're straight from the desk of channel 13 meteorologist megan so well we will have your saint of the day coming up in the second half hour as well that'll do it deacon tony valdez it's all for our day to almighty god in prayer god our father we offer you our day we offer you all our thoughts words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo now with your news and sports. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Hello, sir. Well, good morning, John. Happy Tuesday to you. How are you on this uh, glorious day? I'm doing just fine this morning. going to be a beautiful day. Yes, it is. Uh, we had a little uh, little dampness in the area yesterday. A few uh, modes of transportation were boat, canoe, kayak, or jet ski, and mm-hmm. uh, hopefully we won't need that for a while. My goodness, yesterday morning, late morning and afternoon, we got a ton of rain. Yeah, there was a lot of rain out there, but uh, I think 76 is what I heard today. It's got to be a perfect 10, mm-hmm. huh? Uh, <laughs> I gave it a 9 because mm. it's going to be cooler than what normal temperatures are this time of year which is around 80 degrees so it missed it by four degrees john from being a perfect 10 i'll take the 76 (laughs) over the 80 it'll be fine you might need a light jacket tonight and uh now they're calling for an isolated shower after five o'clock so it's gonna be a perfect day other than the cooler temperature and uh, maybe a possible storm. But, okay. Uh, yeah. Joseph's yesterday was a perfect his... day to go out and jet ski. Yeah. Yeah. Joseph's uh, baseball practice was canceled <laughs> last night. So we, we're going into tonight. It'll be uh, his first baseball practice back. So he's looking forward to it. Ah, that'll be a lot of fun. A lot of, a lot of good memories. Get that camera out. Oh, yeah. Get that camera out. It's a fun year. Yeah. And, of course, last night's rains postponed the Dowling Valley baseball and softball games. They'll be played tonight at uh, Dowling, same time at 5 o'clock. So 
Uh, weather washed out a lot of things yesterday. I just couldn't believe the, uh, the amount of rain we had. It was flash flooding, and that'll be the source of our news here coming up here in the update. Well, hopefully people are stayed safe. Did you go on your bike ride yesterday, and no. what has that been postponed to? No, today. Okay. This afternoon. I got to thinking about it. I, yeah. I saw the rain. I heard the thunder downtown. It's like, I wonder if Lee and Eddie's going on this bike no, ride, if you no, can no, try no. to sneak it in. Not, not, didn't try yesterday. Going to uh, get it done today. So a nice hour, hour and 15-minute bike ride today. Maybe even a little longer. There you go. Well, lucky. You might need a little bit of a. I don't know if you need a jacket, but you might want to bring something along just in case. No, I, I sweat, man. I, I don't need a jacket. I'll tell you what. I'll sweat right through no. it. There you go. All right, then you'll be fine. Well, let's get right to it this morning. From the WHO TV 13 Weather Desk, a meteorologist Megan Selwa, currently in Des Moines. Uh, at the Mercy One Studios, we have partly cloudy skies. Get out those sunglasses. 61 degrees right now, northwest wind at 10 miles per hour. And today it'll be mostly sunny here in central Iowa. Today's high 76 degrees, northwest winds at 10 to 20 miles per hour. And they're saying we could see an isolated stray shower around 5, 6 o'clock this evening, potentially. Tonight, partly cloudy, overnight low of 59 degrees. And tomorrow, partly cloudy, dry, high of 80 degrees for your Wednesday. Thursday, more of the same, partly cloudy, dry, high of 86 degrees. But chance of showers and thunderstorms late. Late in the afternoon on Thursday, and on Friday, showers and thunderstorms, a 70% chance right now, a high of 86 degrees. Well, in the news on this uh, Tuesday morning, well, the weather was a factor in the news yesterday. Heavy rain caused some flash street flooding in Des Moines uh, yesterday, as there were several reports of street flooding and a couple of rescues from people stranded inside their cars. Now, a woman was uh, stuck in a vehicle near the intersection of Hickman and Prospect Road in Des Moines, uh, near Broadlawns Hospital. More street flooding was reported in the 2000 block of Glenwood Drive, along with the intersection of Hickman and Martin Luther King. No one was injured. Now, area rainfall totals yesterday, Four Mile Creek area near Easton and Hubble Avenues on Des Moines' east side, under, just under five inches of rain. Windsor Heights had four inches of rain, Beaverdale three inches, and Des Moines International Airport came in at just under two inches of rain. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. Yesterday's weather wiped out the uh, scheduled baseball and softball doubleheader between Dowling and Valley at the Dowling uh, baseball and softball fields last night. Well, they're going to resume it tonight. Uh, Tonight in softball, uh, Dowling hosting Valley. Uh, the Valley softball team coming in undefeated 6-0 at rank number 6. That doubleheader gets underway at 5 o'clock. And in game you can hear right here in Iowa Catholic Radio with uh, Joe Stacy. it's Dowling and Valley in high school baseball. The Maroons come in with a record of 5-1, and one, Valley with a record of 4-2. and two. Dowling ranks 7th, and both games will be broadcast tonight in Iowa Catholic Radio. First pitch, 5 o'clock, and Joe Stacy with the call pregame at 445 right here on Iowa Catholic Radio tonight. Once again, from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, partly cloudy skies, 61 degrees, northwest wind at 10 miles per hour. And today we will see mostly sunny skies throughout the day, a high of 76 degrees, northwest winds at 10 to 20 miles per hour. And we could see an isolated stray shower in the area around 5, 6 o'clock this evening. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio News, Weather, and Sports on your Tuesday morning, John Leonetti Show. Coming up, Jimmy Olson, and he has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports. Our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities is sponsored in part by Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, Kemen, and Mercy Medical Center. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. 
Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Looking accident-free, no problems to pass along at 235, running about seven minutes in either direction from the West Mixer and the East Mixer into downtown. Thanks to Builder Can Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Can has a transparent team, strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic and Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. Let's go to Adam Story, Director of Marriage and Family Life for the Diocese of Des Moines. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, John. Devotions for our home, uh, Sacred Heart of Jesus. Of course, this is the month of June, so we celebrated it, and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Why these two devotions should they take prominent importance uh, or find a prominent place in our homes? Yeah, well, you know, these two devotions, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I do think uh, they kind of get to the heart of, of, you know, our goal as disciples or how we live out our discipleship. Uh, Bishop Robert Barron, he recently wrote an article, and he talked about in this article how the heart is really the core, it's really the center of what makes us human. Even even more than our intellect, even more than our will, our heart is kind of at the core of who we are. And, you know, throughout Scripture we see that one of the themes of Scripture is that the Lord is going to remove our heart of stone and replace a heart uh, of love, of flesh, you know, his own heart. And that's Really what the Sacred Heart Devotion, the Immaculate Heart of Mary, uh, these devotions are about, Lord, transform my heart. Help me to love like you love. Help my heart uh, to resemble yours. And, you know, that's a beautiful thing. I think it's particularly fitting for our home because this is where, this is where we learn how to love. This is where we put it into practice. So that transform, transformation of our heart, you know, that happens principally. It happens primarily uh, in the home. What are ways that Catholics can honor um, and, and really kind of cultivate a devotion to the Sacred Heart and Immaculate Heart in our homes? Where do we start? Yeah, well, there's there's a lot of different uh, kind of things that can go along with this devotion. Uh, one of the things that was emphasized in the devotion early on is uh, uh, frequent reception of the Eucharist, and mm-hmm. especially on First Fridays, mm-hmm. that's sort of a day set aside for this devotion. Uh, adoration is another part of this de- devotion, and traditionally it's been adoration on Thursday, but really any time where you have an opportunity for adoration. Uh, but you also see a lot of times families consecrating their homes to the Sacred Heart and to the Immaculate Heart. And, uh, you know, there's prayers that you can find online to do this. Sometimes it's done in the context of a blessing of your home, if you can have a priest or a deacon come to your home and bless your home. Uh, and then you put up an image of the Sacred Heart uh, and the Immaculate Heart of Mary, and there's lots of examples of that, lots of ways you can do that. But um, again, it all goes back to this reminder that, Lord, I want to have your heart. I want to love like you love. Uh, and I think that should really be a frequent prayer in all of our spiritual lives, is just a request, Lord, give me your heart. Lord, give me your heart, uh, because he's the one who does it. It's his grace. Um, we just have to be open to that transformation. Isn't one enough, though? Why the Immaculate Heart? Well, uh, you know, I think just like anything in the spiritual life, I mean, the Lord, this is kind of His generosity, His overflowing of grace, is that, uh, you know, He comes to us through stories, He comes to us through examples, He comes to us through the intercession of others, and you know, the Lord is, he's generous in this way, in all sorts of ways, that he wants his mother to be involved. He wants the saints to be involved, his mother to be involved. And she's another 
really profound example to us, another great intercessor for us uh, to show us the way to this is how your heart can be transformed. So, uh, you know, I think that's a part of the beautiful generosity of God. Yeah, and of course him giving us his mother as that example of what our hearts can look like too when we take on his sacred heart. And both of them, of course, go go hand in hand, I think. Um, you know, the, the Friday, of course, was when we celebrated uh, the sacred heart of Jesus and then the Immaculate Heart of Mary right after that on a Saturday. And as you said, this is something not just for us personally, but something for families as well. This is something that, you know, my kids, that we have an image of the sacred heart of Jesus, an image of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, uh, prominently displayed in our home. And I want my kids to see that and to understand, as you said before, that this is something for all of us to catch a fire with and to have that kind of merciful, tender, loving, and fierce heart of Our Lady and Jesus. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anything coming up in the Office of Marriage and Family Life for the Diocese? Uh, well, I'm excited to say, so the, uh, the third option, which meets every first and third Monday of the month, uh, starting in July, we're going to move back to meeting in person, and that's going to be, I think, a great grace is once we're able to do that. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited for that ministry, and, you know, that's going to be the first for us, but I think other other ministries are going to move back into face-to-face meetings pretty soon, which will be It'll be a gift. Well, I know you've been uh, with the bishop, of course, and, and many others at the diocese, uh, talking about how we can get back to Mass safely. Um, any announcements on that that uh, you want people to know? Uh, well, you know, this is a process. Uh, you know, it's it's imperfect. It's the first time we've done it. It's a little bit clunky at times. I think it's a great grace uh, just for us to be able to regather, you know, in the midst of all of us, uh, uh, all of this, what a gift that we're able to regather. And I would say, you know, the, the more we're able to adhere to the processes, the procedures that we've developed, I think the safer it's going to be for everybody. And uh, But what a blessing to be able to regather, even at times when it's clunky. Uh, and, uh, you know, our parishes, our priests are doing a great job. So, yeah, I'm just grateful. All right. Sounds good to us. Adam Story, Director of Marriage and Family Life. Talk to you soon, brother. Hey, thanks, John. All right, friends, uh, coming up in the second half hour, Haley Stewart's going to be on to talk about her article that she wrote for Word on Fire, which I thought was excellent, called Christ's Fire and the Revolution of the Heart. She talks about her devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus and kind of coming to it when she was not Catholic. Uh, So we'll have that for you. When we come back, Pope Francis declares a Catholic sister killed in a satanic ritual a martyr. I'm going to have that story for you right when we come back. It was fascinating, and I had never heard of this sister before, but uh, you're going to hear all about it right when we come back. John Lee Eddie in the morning right here on this Tuesday, June 23rd. Thank, thank you to Five Sons Naturescapes Landscape and Design for underwriting the show. A Catholic veteran-owned family with a wide range of high-quality hardscape services, including paver patios, retaining walls, sidewalks, premium boulder walls, window wells, and more passionate about their work and service, honesty, and integrity. You can count on 493-1060-5sonsnaturescapes.com. That is 5sonsnaturescapes.com. Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for underwriting Christ is the Answer with Father Ricardo and for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Father Ricardo is featured daily at 11 a.m. Monday through Friday. Confluence Brewing Company is located off the bike trail south of Grays Lake, confluencebrewing.com. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the Morning is provided by Blessman International. According to a 2019 Global Food Security Report, more than 820 million people in the world are hungry today. None of us can help all of them. Most of us can help one. One child. Your gift of $1 a day through Blessman International provides a child in South Africa with a daily hot meal, place of safety, educational experience, and spiritual development. To get started, go to BlessmanInternational.org and click Sponsor a Child. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Their number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at cindyschulte.com, 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Hi, I'm Al Cresta, host of Cresta in the Afternoon. Catholic radio is absolutely necessary because the secular media just doesn't get our story and secular media doesn't share our values. What's important to us is not necessarily what's important to them. So no matter what you can give, I'm asking you to prayerfully support Catholic Radio in your area. Prayerfully consider making a gift right now. You can give securely online at iowacatholicradio.com, the Iowa Catholic Radio app, or call 515-223-1150. Thanks for being a part of the show today, friends. Thank you also to Blessman International for underwriting the show and all they do to support us here at Iowa Catholic Radio, operating and managing vegetable farming, chicken farming, fish farming initiatives, providing sustainable sources of food for their friends in Limpopo, South Africa, beginning in 2001 and continuing today. BlessmanInternational.org. That's BlessmanInternational.org. Read a uh, really uh, interesting story um, that has come out. Most recently, Pope Francis has officially declared a Catholic sister killed in a satanic ritual a martyr in the Catholic Church, which means she is set for beatification. Uh, he did this on Friday, Sister Maria Laura Menetti, uh, as Italian religious sister killed by three girls in a satanic sacrifice. She, they have, he has named uh, the sister an official martyr of the Catholic faith. The 60-year-old Sister of the Cross, she was stabbed to death in 2000 by three teenage girls in a park in Italy. Uh, Sisters' killers were convicted and then imprisoned. Now, the girls knew the religious sister because she taught them catechism. So what they did was they lured her her into a park by claiming that one of them needed to talk because uh, she was considering an abortion. And at first they said, after stabbing the sister, that it was all for a game. But later, all three of the girls admitted that it was for a demonic ritual. Uh, It was in June 6th, 2000. They made her kneel, and they shouted at her, 
uh, many different abuses. One girl beat the sister with a brick and another pushed her head repeatedly into a wall and she was stabbed 19 times. Uh, now, they wanted to, they intended to stab her 18 times, six times each, of course, to form their violence, the number of 666. But uh, they ended up stabbing her 19 times. And the sister, Maynetti, she prayed throughout the attack the whole time and asked God to forgive the girls for their actions as she was being beaten, as she was being stabbed. Ask God's forgiveness for those girls that she had taught. Later on, the girls confessed that they originally planned to kill the parish priest, but decided to go with the sister because uh, the priest was stronger and would have been a little bit more difficult for them. They were um, freed from prison, uh, the girls were, eventually, and uh, they've started families. They've changed their names, and they live in uh, Italian cities now. Um, she is officially now declared, as we said, a uh, a martyr. Hmm. I'll tell you what. And, and by the way, the, Pope Francis, I think we're going to have a big canonization, or a big uh, beatification coming up. Because he's approved of miracles attributed to the causes of three other venerable servants of God um, that are on their way to beatification too. So I, I, well, of course with this pandemic you never know, but I would assume that we're going to probably see something maybe in the fall um, where we'll have, oh, looks like three, four, maybe five new blesseds in the church. And of course on their way to maybe canonization, yeah, maybe even a little bit more. Let's see, I can read these here, i got a little bit of time. Uh, an Argentinian bishop. There's a miracle that has been attributed to him. I don't see here what that miracle is. He was in orders of the Friar Minor. Uh, died in 1883. Uh, a German priest, Father Francis Mary of the Cross, uh, founder of the Society of Divine Savior, died in 1918. Venezuelan layman and doctor, Jose Gregorio Hernandez, uh, 1919 was when he died. He also declared the heroic virtue of servant of God, Maria de Jesus Garcia, superior general of the Congregation of the Catechist Missionaries of the Poor, uh, born in Mexico, 1908, died in Monterey in December, on December 8th, 1966. So as we said, I think there's going to be some stuff coming up here in the fall. Good stuff. You know me. I love the saints. Uh, Pope Fran- excuse me, Pope Benedict, Pope Emeritus Benedict the Sixteenth is back in uh, is back in Rome. Uh, this was the first time that he had left Rome since nineteen, or excuse me, since two thousand nineteen um, or two thousand thirteen. Excuse me, I'm wrong here. Yeah, since two thousand thirteen, but he left to go back to Germany to see his ailing brother, Monsignor George Ratzinger. I don't know if you've ever read, but um, you know. Emeritus Benedict the Sixteenth is—it's widely known. He never wanted to be Pope. Uh, in fact, that was—that <laughs> was not something he was excited about. He wanted to retire. In fact, he submitted his retirement to Saint John Paul II three times, only to be rejected three times by Saint John Paul II. And many think that John Paul II knew that um, Pope Emeritus Benedict the Sixteenth was going to be next in line, uh, but Benedict didn't want it. Uh, he wanted to retire, and his goal, he, he wrote this, his goal was always to retire with his brother. He and his brother, Father George, Monsignor George uh, Ratzinger, who is three years older than him, they were very, very close. Very close. Oftentimes seeing each other. Of course, when he was just a cardinal, he was able to go out and have pizza with them and have some pasta and, and uh, to visit his brother often. His brother would come to visit him as well. 
But, uh, you know, when he became Pope, he wasn't able to go out to any of the restaurants anymore. Every time he left, it became a, you know, kind of a public spectacle. So that was difficult on him because he wasn't able to spend as much time with his brother as he wanted to. And he wasn't able to, of course, retire because that was his goal, just to retire and write uh, with his brother, Monsignor George. Well, Monsignor uh, was in, is in um, ill health right now, again, 96 years old. He's had quite the life, my goodness. Uh, but he, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI, made a private visit to Germany to see him. And I don't know if you've seen pictures of Pope Emeritus Benedict, but he was in a wheelchair. He did not look very good. So remember, just friends, to keep him in your prayers. Pray that God's comfort and peace is with him during these times. But praise God he was able to go see him. Uh, CNA, Catholic News Agency, reported that the pri- private family visit was motivated by Monsignor Ratzinger's health. Um, they were able to pray together, and they both offered Mass together at his bedside. So, uh, June 29, 2011, Monsignor George celebrated his 60th anniversary of a priest in Rome with Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI. They were both ordained uh, the same year, 1951. So that's kind of a fun fact for you. Both of them ordained the same year and remained close ever since. Uh, coming up in the second half hour, Haley Stewart's going to be on. I'm going to leave some good time for her because we're going to talk about uh, her conversion story as well as how and where the Sacred Heart of Jesus fits into that. Uh, I'm looking forward to it because she wrote an article that I really enjoyed from Word on Fire uh, called Christ's Fire and the Revolution of the Heart, really taking from Pope Amer- excuse me, Pope Francis, uh, talking about a lot of popes this morning, t- taking from Pope Francis uh, his uh, words when he talks about we need a revolution of the sacred heart of Jesus, the tenderness, the compassion, the fierceness, and the boldness of the sacred heart of Jesus, not just into our homes, but into our hearts as well. We talked a little bit about it with Adam Storr, but we have a personal story from it coming at, it, coming at you about 745 with Haley Stewart back on the show today. It is Tuesday, June 23rd. John Linetti in the morning, friends. It's going to be a beautiful day today. Try to get out for a walk or a run or a bike ride or something. I know I'm going to try to do that. 76. If that's a 9, I don't know what a uh, what a 10 is going to be, but I'll, I'll take that 9 right there. Thanks for underwriting the show, Blessman International. Uh, thank you to Dean Bell for your for underwriting the show as well. A man of integrity and faith. Uh, met him on the basketball court years ago and remained friends ever since. One day, he said he wanted to support us here at Iowa Catholic Radio, and my jaw kind of dropped because, knowing Dean, I knew he wasn't Catholic. But he said that this radio station he started listening to, and he knows it's changing lives. He wanted to put his name behind it. By the way, never put his name behind anything else. Residential reroofs for over 30 years, 963-4494. Thank you, Dean Bell, Bell Construction, Residential Reroofs, 963-4494. Father Andrew now with today's Gospel and Reflection. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not give what is holy to dogs, or throw your pearls before swine, lest they trample them underfoot and turn and tear you to pieces. Do to others whatever you would have them do to you. This is the law and the prophets. Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road broad that leads to destruction, and those who enter through it are many. How narrow the gate and constricted the road that leads to life, and those who find it are few. The Gospel of the Lord While being generous is good, Jesus warns the disciples that there are times when it's not prudent. Sometimes people fail to recognize the value of something, in which case it doesn't do them any good. 
Simply put, by Jesus, we should look out for the overall welfare of others and not act just because it makes us feel good about ourselves. This is the narrow gate of which he speaks, easier though it is to go through the wide gate of caring for ourselves and others we already know. The harder or more challenging, but also more rewarding, is acting out of love for God and a neighbor, including strangers. At Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, we try to give you all options and information that would affect the comfort of your home. Do you have an AC that is over 10 years old? Did you have trouble with your AC last year? Chances are high that your system is using an old style of refrigerant that's no longer made. So to go along with our regular $99 Gold Club membership, we're offering you a free leak search. So don't get caught hot and let Golden Rule make sure you are ready for summer. Go to GoldenRulePHD.com. Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. Thank you to Bozen the Florist for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio, Dowling Catholic Football, and Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. What better way to send a message to a friend or a loved one than a beautiful bouquet of fresh-cut flowers? Hey, this is Tom Bozen from Bozen the Florist. Our family business has been helping Central Iowans send messages locally and around the world for almost 100 years. Whatever the occasion, whatever the message, we can help you say more with Bozen. That's 244-ROSE, 244-7673, or visit us at bozen.com. Thanks for joining me, friends, here on this beautiful Tuesday morning. John Lee and Eddie in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Tuesday, June 23rd. Jean Wells coming up here soon. Going to preview her 10 o'clock show at 745. Haley Stewart's going to be back on the program. We're going to talk about her conversion story. Also an article that she wrote for Word on Fire called Christ's Fire and the Revolution of the Heart. The Sacred Heart of Jesus. She talks about uh, Our Lady in it, the saints, and how we all can take up uh, our Lord's request and honor his heart by setting our hearts aflame as well. We're going to talk about her conversion story too. And while we're at it, we might talk about her husband, the whiskey maker, because I didn't know that, but I see that here in her bio, so I'm, I'm kind of interested now. That's what got my attention. Yeah, I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> All right. Deacon Tony Valdez, it's off for our day to Almighty God. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today, so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo now. News and sports. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Hello, sir. Well, good morning, John. Thinking about yesterday when the downpours hit, I said, I wonder if he's in a kayak or using his boat, because... it would have been a tough day to go out bike riding with uh, the two, three-inch rains we had yesterday morning downpours, I and I I'm thought gonna, about you. I'm going to take to the trails today, and, you know, I, biking now that I've just kind of taken it up, and I'm, I don't do it, you know, every day. I do it maybe one or tw- once or twice a week, but it works all those different muscles there, so I'm sore the next couple days, so i got to rest a little bit. Mm-hmm. One of the best uh, forms of exercise, that and swimming, that you can get, Uh so you're you're on the right path, my friend. Does anybody go with you? I mean, you got the, the kids following along. Uh, you know, that that'd be a great uh, mentorship for you to uh, take your uh, son out in a bike ride. We I, now I just got my bike two weeks ago, so I am going to be taking my son out here soon. He is very excited about that. I told him this will be the week that we'll do it. So yeah, uh, my daughter, she's not quite, she can't quite keep up yet uh, with my boy. So he he likes to, of course, go. So when, whenever we go family bike riding. 
dad's the one that walks with uh, with Anthony and everyone else rides the bike because i got to stay back with Gianna and Teresa can keep up with Joseph. <laughs> That's how it all plays out. See here? I see. So you have the solo bike ride today yeah. and then the family bike ride later. That's, That's it. Good. I That's hope the way it works. St- I hope it's bikes and not uh, all the other forms of uh, water transportation that could come into play after yesterday, but uh, we'll get through it. We've got a couple days to dry out, and then we look we have more rain coming up Thursday night into Friday, so not looking good there. Hmm. Uh, I was going to try to get out and get a, another 18 round, or a round in uh, of golf, but I, I don't know if I'm going to get that 18 in. Yeah, if you do it today or tomorrow, and maybe even Thursday, you'll be fine. It's look like uh, a little damp after that. That includes through the weekend, chance of rain, so... Well, it's more expensive. Just off enough. More uh, expensive on the weekend, so I like the the weekday golf. <laughs> yes, I understand. Uh, just drying up uh, enough in the next few days so you can mow your lawn. Yeah, that's because we're going to need them. Have to start mowing them two or three times a week. There we go. There we go. All right. All right. Well, let's get right to it this morning. We've got a beautiful day here in central Iowa on tap from the WHO TV 13 weather desk and meteorologist Megan Selwa. Currently in Des Moines, the Mercy One Studios, partly cloudy skies, 61 degrees, a northwest wind at 10 miles per hour. And today we will see mostly sunny skies. A little bit cooler for this time of year, high of 76 degrees, northwest winds, 10 to 20 miles per hour. We could see a stray shower this evening around 5, 6 o'clock here in central Iowa. That is possible. But tonight, overnight low of 59 degrees under partly cloudy skies and then tomorrow partly cloudy dry for your Wednesday high of 80 degrees and on Thursday it'll warm up partly cloudy a high of 86 degrees and a chance of storms late in the afternoon on Thursday and we have a 70% chance of rain now on Friday showers and thunderstorms on Friday high of 86 degrees well in the news on this uh, Tuesday morning well heavy rain yesterday caused some flash street flooding in Des Moines Uh, there were several reports of street flooding and a couple of rescues from people stranded inside their vehicles a woman was uh, stuck in, a, in the inter, near the intersection of Hickman and Prospect Road near uh, Broadlawns Hospital in Des Moines, and more street flooding uh, was reported in the 2000 block of Glenwood Drive and at Hickman and Martin Luther King Parkway. Now, no one was injured in those uh, uh, stalls that uh, had reports of stranded vehicles. Uh, area rainfall totals yesterday in the uh, central Iowa area. Four Mile Creek area, that's over by uh, Des Moines, on Des Moines east side near Easton and Hubble. They had just under five inches of rain. Windsor Heights had four inches. Beaverdale, three inches of rain. And at the Des Moines International Airport, just under two inches of rain. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. And last night's uh, baseball and softball doubleheader between Dowling and Valley was rained out and has been postponed to tonight. Uh, high school baseball and softball tonight. Uh, in softball, number six, Valley, undefeated at 6-0, and taking on Dowling. That'll be getting underway at the Dowling softball field at 5 o'clock for a doubleheader tonight. And right here in Iowa Catholic Radio, high school baseball, seventh-ranked Dowling hosting uh, Valley Maroons with a record of six and one. Valley's record four and two. And Joe Stacy will have the call on Iowa Catholic Radio tonight. Pre-game getting underway at four forty-five as uh, Dowling hosting the Valley Tigers from George Cadero Field Field on the campus of Dowling Catholic High School. Currently in Des Moines, once again, at the Mercy One Studios, 61 degrees under partly cloudy skies. You'll need your sunglasses today as we have northwest winds at 10 miles per hour right now. And we'll see mostly sunny skies throughout the day and a high of 76 degrees. Northwest winds 10 to 20 miles per hour. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio. News, weather, and sports on your Tuesday morning. John Leonetti Show coming up. Jimmy Olson, and he has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. 
Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports. Our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities is sponsored in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic and the Catholic Tuition Organization. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Accident-free as we continue with that drive this morning. Pretty much business as usual. Thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. Let's go to your Saint of the Day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. Today, Saint opened up a can of worms by sliding, siding with God and not the king, Saint John Fisher, today. He was an English priest, bishop, and cardinal in the early 16th century. He was an accomplished preacher and worked hard to raise the standard of homilies and sermons in England. His preaching on the seven penitential psalms was reprinted seven times before his death. As Lutheranism spread to England, John was drawn into religious debate and defended the truth of the church in eight different books against heresies. Because of his scholarly nature, King Henry VIII asked John to study the validity of his first marriage because he wished the king, excuse me, because the king wished to divorce his wife. John determined that the first marriage was in fact valid and this enraged the king. John was imprisoned for months before charges were brought against him. John refused to swear an oath, though, defending the newly passed act of succession because it would have required John to admit that Henry was the head of the Church of England. During his imprisonment, John Fisher was named a cardinal, and this final insult was something that the king could not bear. John was beheaded, and his head was then displayed on a bridge for all to see. We ask St. John Fisher to pray for us. Amen. And a thank you to Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, for underwriting our saint of the day, a family man that knows how important wills and estate planning is. 30 years in business, 224-1776. Thank you to Stephen C. Reed, 224-1776. Well, in a period to follow the coronavirus pandemic, uh, Pope Francis has asked us to remember that we were made for communion with others and with God, not for ourselves. He says, quote, now more than ever, the claim to focus everything on ourselves is illusionary. To make individualism the guiding principle of society has proved to be illusionary. He says, uh, he says in a, a speech to health and emergency workers from northern Italy, the part of the country most affected by COVID-19, Pope Francis warned that after the pandemic, it would be easy to, quote, fall back into this illusion. It is easy to quickly forget that we need others. Someone who takes care of us, who gives us courage, forgetting that we all need a father who holds out his hand. He says that this pandemic hopefully has called us together instead of being separated. Yeah, I think he's right. Let's go to Gene Wells. Hey, Gene. Hey, good morning, Joe. Good morning to you. What do we got coming up on your show? Hey, Dr. Dave, or Dave Griezmann is joining me today, and we're just going to have a conversation around all of these issues, this chaos, really, that's been thrown at us during 2020, the, from the coronavirus into, you know, the riots and the, all of that. And, you know, how do we as, as faithful Catholics just respond? How do we keep our head about us when 
Everyone around us is losing theirs. You know, it's it's so easy to, to just jump into being judgmental and throwing people under the bus and just saying, I'm, I've had it, I'm done with it. And, but, you know, we have, to, we have to be above the fray. So Dave is such a good guy. I just love him. And we're just kind of that conversation around all of these current events that are happening. And how do we, we stay faithful in, in these times of challenge, especially when, well, up until now, we haven't been able to receive the, the sacraments and, you know, gain the grace from those. So it's going to be just a good conversation. All right. That's coming up at 10 o'clock this morning, 10 o'clock in the evening. If you miss it, you can check out the podcast, Straight Talk with Gene Wells at iowacatholicradio.com. Thanks, Gene. Have a great rest of your day. Hey, John, you know, those podcasts are just really doing great. You know, I, I find people are are listening to those more and more because they can do it at the time that's convenient for them. Yeah, I think so you're exactly right. I'm grateful that we can offer those on, on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. You're, you're right, especially during you know the last few months. Uh, people have really taken advantage of these podcasts as well. Oh, so they a have. A lot of the clicks were way, way up. And as you said, you know, people are able to kind of listen to it on their own time, which is a little bit more yep. convenient. So that's another way we're yep. trying to serve. Yep. All right. Well, Talk to you soon, Gene. Thanks. God bless. Coming up, Haley Stewart right after this. Uh, she wrote a great piece the other day for Word on Fire uh, and talked about the revolution of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And I'm going to have her on to talk all about that, her conversion story as well, and where the saints and Our Lady fit into this. This is the month of the Sacred Heart and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. I've tried to at least spend different shows honoring, of course, the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And we're going to do just that right when we come back once again. John Lee in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you for being a part of the show today. And thank you to Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling for underwriting the show. Golden Rule, yes, thank you. I see your trucks everywhere, and especially out there. I saw one, was it yesterday morning or the day before? GoldenRulePHC.com. Thank you for what you do for us here at Iowa Catholic Radio. Trying to give back. GoldenRulePHC.com. Your diocesan minute is right now. Here's your news for the Diocese of Des Moines this Tuesday, June 23rd. I'm Stan Ashes. Please wear a mask or face covering when you are on church property during the pandemic. Father John Frost of St. Michael Parish in Harlan believes masks helped prevent the spread of COVID-19 in his parish. A parishioner who had been regularly attending and assisting at Mass was diagnosed with COVID-19, but because the parishioner and Father Frost were wearing masks and everyone there stayed six feet apart from one another, no other parishioners have contracted the illness from church. Dr. Anne Franklin former principal at Holy Trinity Catholic School, is taking on a new role at the diocese. Beginning July 1st, Dr. Franklin will become the Director of Professional Learning, coordinating efforts across the diocese to support school administrators and classroom teachers through planning, coaching, and professional development, working to improve your Catholic schools. We welcome Dr. Franklin to the diocesan school's office. That's your news for the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Stan Ashes. You can enjoy positive and inspiring music to help you through your day on the Iowa Catholic Radio app at iowacatholicradio.com. Need an experienced attorney for legal matters? I know a guy. Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, is a proud supporter of Iowa Catholic Radio. Steve is a longtime resident of Iowa and is licensed to practice in all Iowa state and federal courts. He has years of experience in real estate law, wills, conservatorships, trusts, and estate planning. Steve's law office phone number is 515-224-1776. That's 515-224-1776.
Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at cindyschulte.com, 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Be Not Afraid is provided by Dream Dirt. Dream Dirt Farm Real Estate and Auction is a licensed and experienced farm brokerage and auction company. Dream Dirt auctioneers are PRI and CAI certified professional farm marketers and have trained to understand the strategy behind a successful auction or sale. We work to reduce stress and risk for our customers and do not charge advertising fees. Learn more at DreamDirt.com. Dream Dirt Farm and Equipment Auction Services. Farm auctions done right. 515-257-7199. This is going to be a glorious unfolding. Thanks for joining me, friends, here on this beautiful Tuesday morning. Get out for that bike ride today. Run, walk, whatever. Get outside. 76 and sunny. Gonna love, love that. 744 this morning. Let's go to our next guest. She is a Catholic convert, fellow of the Word on Fire Institute, homeschooling mother, and wife to a whiskey maker. Haley Stewart joins me. Hi, Haley. Hello. Whiskey. Good morning. Whiskey, huh? I like that. That's right. And when did you yes, get into that? It's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. Now, how long does it take to make a batch? Oh, goodness. Um, I think that the sort of stuff he's mostly been working on takes about two years. Wow. For one batch? Well, not the um, distilling part, but the aging process. Really? So now he must so, be, um, he's been at this for a while then? Yes. Um, it just it depends on the kind of whiskey. Some are ready in just a few months. Some are ready years down the road. So it, it just depends on what you're making. Now, are you with the, fi- the official tester there? Um, I do a little bit of sampling, I must admit. <laughs> That sounds awesome. I, I I don't know. I don't think I could get into that. I'd probably mess that up pretty quick. Um, I I really have been inspired by your story because you are a, a convert, and I follow you on Twitter, and I, I love your stuff. And I thought this uh, article was really good, well written. But I want to quickly just kind of go back a little bit to your co- uh, conversion because you have not always been Catholic. You came to the Catholic Church. What were you before, and how did this happen? Sure. So um, I was raised in. A faithful Protestant home, my husband as well, his father was a Southern Baptist minister. We got married, and um, at the, we got married while we were in college. At the time, we were reading the early church fathers. We were reading the reformers. We were actually getting into these great texts and started to have lots of questions about our Protestant faith. So in a lot of ways, our journey, my husband's journey and my journey were a little bit different. I think I was really drawn to the beauty of the church. And for my husband, it was more of an intellectual ascent of, well, now I know all these things and kind of a to whom to whom will we go situation. But then we ended up coming into the church at, at the same time. Now, why, what would make both of you just randomly read the early church fathers? We were actually reading them in our classes. Okay. Okay, so I we're see. taking taking great text classes, starting with the ancient world, where we start reading Saint Ignatius of Antioch and Saint Augustine and the early fathers, and then getting through actually reading Martin Luther, actually reading John Calvin, and then and then we had questions. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know why Protestant seminaries do that to this day. 
I, I, I said that with some of my uh, Protestant friends. I said, you know, just don't don't read the early church fathers. We joke back and forth about it, but that it's a source. It seems to me, at least, of so many conversions. And and what was it exactly that kind of stood out to you about the church fathers that made you say this this is it? Sure, I, I think that especially when my husband and I were reading the letters of Saint Ignatius of Antioch, you know, he's so close to the time of Christ, and he's talking about what the Eucharist is and the importance of obedience to your bishop and all these concepts that to us sounded incredibly Catholic that in our imaginations had arisen, you know, sometime in the Middle Ages, the Church made these ideas up. And so going back and reading the early Church Fathers and going, wait, this isn't what I believe about the Eucharist, but this is what St. Ignatius of Antioch is saying just a few decades after the death of Christ. I need, to, I need to look into this. So I think it was really opening up an, another world for us to explore. And then the more we explored, the more convinced we were. Now, was it you or your husband that said, i, I got to be Catholic first, or was it you both walk in together? He said it first. So I had been drawn to the Church. I think I hadn't verbalized that I wanted to convert because it was going to be very difficult for um for his family, because his dad was a Southern Baptist minister, and so I hadn't verbalized it, and then he did, and I was surprised at the time. I remember being surprised that he said, we're just, we're going to have to convert, and I don't, (laughs) I don't know when, but we're going to have to do it eventually, Um, and so that was a surprise to me at the time. It's that be, he was the first one to say it. It's going to be kind of a scary thing, right? I mean, both of you really maybe don't even know how the whole process works. It's not like someone said, you know, here's how it works and, you know, kind of usher you in. Both of you are just kind of like at a standstill thinking, we got to do this, and what do we do? Yeah, exactly. It was funny when we finally you know, called a parish and asked about joining RCIA. You know, we didn't know how any of it worked. We... um didn't really know any Catholics, so they had to kind of rustle up sponsors for us because we didn't know who to ask. <laughs> That's awesome. I love stories like that. Um, you wrote a great piece here at Christ's Fire and the Revolution of the Heart, a timely piece, I think, indeed, um, and and really kind of comes on Pope Francis's call for a revolution of tenderness into the heart, this most sacred heart of Jesus. And your story kind of fits in with that because you talked about before you were Catholic, even seeing images of the sacred heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary, and that kind of stirred something up in you. Yes, I mean, I... We'd see images of the Sacred Heart at, say, you know, restaurants, a picture on the wall, or candles at the grocery store. I live in Texas, so there's always prayer candles at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember thinking it looked kind of sappy or, like, wishy-washy or just kind of like, sweet Jesus, you know, the nice guy Jesus. Um, and it really wasn't until after my conversion that the devotion to the Sacred Heart started to make sense to me, and I saw it way beyond anything sentimental or sappy, that the power of the mercy and love of God and the the strength of the image of the Sacred Heart, that Jesus is, his love is so strong that he makes himself vulnerable in this courageous way by holding out his heart. Um, and so definitely the, the image changed for me as I come, came to appreciate the devotion and understand it more. What do you think Pope Francis means when he says uh, we need a revolution of tenderness in the sacred heart or the heart of God? Right. Um, 
I think that he, he tweeted this phrase recently, and it really struck me because, partly because our world is a little bit in chaos, so the world, word revolution kind of rings a bell right now. Um, but I thought, you know, what, what would that look like if we are to be saints in this time? What kind of revolution are we supposed to be a part of? And the phrase revolution of tenderness I think could be seen kind of the way I saw the image of the Sacred Heart before my conversion as kind of old, nice, nice feelings about something. Hmm. But I think if we look at the Sacred Heart or at um, an icon of Our Lady of Tenderness, it's one of the one of the icons where Mary is holding baby Jesus and holding him up to her cheek, and um, it's beautiful and it's tender, but it's also very powerful. It's very, she has a very fierce expression of protection over him. It's very strong. And so that phrase, revolution of tenderness, if we think about tenderness the way that the Sacred Heart is tender, or Our Lady is tender, then we're not looking at kind of a, well, I have general goodwill towards towards things. I hope things improve. Sure. But this kind of fierce intentionality of holding ourselves out to the world, to change the world, to be hurt by the world for the love of Christ and for the love that Christ has for humanity. Well, and you talk about that this revolution of tenderness, you say, motivated the saints. And you, you talk specifically about uh, St. Maximilian Kolbe. Um, you have a little bit here on Dorothy Day as well. Um, but you say this is what motivated them to holiness. Right. I, I think so, that this is, re, Dorothy Day talks about what has to change. The revolution we need is a revolution of the heart. And because she was such an active person, you know, she wasn't just sitting around just praying. <laughs> she was praying. She was out there, and she was an activist, and she was really working to help the poor in her daily life every day. And so I think if we look at that kind of revolution of the heart, and the revolution of the heart that we see in the sacred heart. We're looking at actions of self-sacrifice. We're looking at um, not, you know, we're looking at prayer, but we're looking at more than prayer, too, prayer motivating us to go out into the world. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, Friends, I want to point you to this article. You go to wordonfire.org, Christ's Fire and the Revolution of the Heart. Have you got uh, another book coming out? Not yet. I have. I am. I've been working in my attic during quarantine <laughs> to hide from my loud family. I have been working on some projects, but nothing is in the works officially yet. Well, you got some great works out there. How can people follow you? You can find me on Twitter or Instagram, where I'm at Haley Carrot, or my blog Carrot for Michaelmas, which is spelled like the name Michael M A S. Or my podcast, which is Fountains of Carrots. Fountain? No, why carrots? Um, goes back to both the liturgical year and Anne of Green Gables. It's a bit of a long story. Very cool. We'll have to check out. Maybe you did a podcast on it, so we'll maybe check uh-huh. that out. Uh, Haley Stewart, everyone. Thanks, Haley. Big fan. Keep up the great work. Thanks so much. Take uh, care. All right, friends. Again, you can go to that uh, Christ's Fire and the Revolution of the Heart. Go to wordonfire.org. It's good stuff there. Thanks for tuning in today, friends. That puts this Tuesday in the books. We'll be back on live tomorrow from the Mercy One studio. The show went fast today. Deacon Tony, would you give us your blessing?
Heavenly Father, protector of all who hope in you, bless your people, keep them safe, defend them, prepare them, that free from sin and safe from the enemy, they may persevere always in your love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. I am John Leonetti, friends. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. Living water flowing through God we thirst for more of you Fill our hearts and flood our souls With one desire Just to know you and to make you known Underwritten by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, Bell Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International.